0: It appears the virus of pagan idol worship has spread among the clergy, fanning out from the Vatican on October 4th and hitting various parishes in Italy since. The most recent case came from just this past Sunday in Italy, where another pagan idol was enthroned, but this is more chilling because, in line with Catholic prophecy, this enthronement featured an ancient Roman pagan deity being venerated. Our Lady of La Salette warned that Rome would lose the faith and become the seat of Antichrist. Later, Cardinal Manning and Cornelius Lopide would both provide a prophetic warning for the time leading to Antichrist. For from Christian Rome shall again become heathen. it he shall cast out the Christian pontiff and the faithful who adhere to him. it shall persecute and slay them. For any of that to occur, Rome would need to embrace the pagan religion again, and we seem to be seeing that happen right before our eyes. So buckle up, because this story is the stuff nightmares are made out of. Really, really lame nightmares. On Sunday morning, the Vicar General of the Diocese of Albenga Imperia, Father Evo Ramondo, blessed a totem representing the goddess Motuda. The diocese is located in northern Italy. Yes, the Christian blessing was given to a pagan idol that represents a false god that in ancient times Catholics were almost certainly martyred for refusing to pinch incest to. With the Pacamami idol, the Vatican and its media sycophants fed us all the lie that the naked pagan idol represented Mary and Elizabeth as if nude depictions of saints, and especially of Our Lady, would be all that much better. That, of course, turned out to be a lie, no matter how much Austin Ivray repeated it, as Francis himself admitted that it was a pagan idol, as did a few members of the hierarchy. In this case, there is not getting around this. The parish priest isn't going to be able to pass this off as some fertility image of the virgin, which, by the way, is something Catholics have never depicted anyway, and there can be no excuse given to or made by this priest. The pagan idol is to Mater Matuta, the Great Mother. I will quote the story from La Stampa for you to get a better idea. Quote, Mater Matuta represents a great mother, a primordial female divinity, which takes the form of very different forms in a wide range of cultures. The tiles tell, as you see here in this picture, in ten exemplified points, different phases of agricultural history of the Albanian plain, from the reclamation of the plain up to the new agricultural product productions through new technologies. In Roman mythology, the divinity Mater Matuta was the goddess of the morning or of Aurora, and therefore protector of the birth of men and things. The project was coordinated by Professor Pietro Marchese in collaboration with the set design teachers Leda Cutpelli, Ariana Rossello, and Pietro Dinardo. Yes, the idol is of the Roman deity more commonly known as Aurora. You can't make this stuff up, and we'll get to what the professors coordinating this project were up to here in a moment. I'm sure that some will say, But Anthony, this is only another example of enculturation of the faith, like in ancient times, when St. X embraced local custom Y, which we all celebrate now. Get with it. This is A-OK. In preemptive response, I'll suggest that enculturation is the latest modernist fad to grip the church in recent days. To illustrate this idea of enculturation and how the modernist mind sees it, let's turn to Cardinal Supich, friend of this channel, who defends pagan idol worship in a way that only a modernist really can. Cardinal Supich, in his own bizarre, bizarre words, quote, A 1994 document issued by the Vatican Congregation for Divine Worship, Enculturation in the Roman Liturgy, speaks of the double movement of enculturation. On the one hand, the spiritual qualities and gifts proper to each people are brought to fruition in a way that strengthens these qualities, perfects them, and restores them in Christ. That's a citation of Gaudium et Spes. On the other hand, the text continues, the church assimilates these values when they are compatible with the gospel. To deepen understanding of Christ's message and to give it more effective expression in the liturgy and in many different aspects of the life of the community of believers. Another citation to Gaudium et Spes. This double movement in the work of enculturation thus expresses one of the component elements of the mystery of the incarnation. supich wrote this direct to defend the use of Pachimami in the Vatican. He wrote it he wrote an article actually condemning the action of the men who threw the things into the river. Pachimami is the demon who demands often historically included the sacrifice of human beings to honor her, usually of the most vulnerable tiny variety of human beings. Remember that whenever someone defends the use of pagan idols and pagan ceremonies in the liturgy and in the faith, and don't be afraid to ask questions about the origin of these weird ceremonies whenever they crop up. So what were the professors behind this abomination in Italy up to? According to the La Stampa piece, They created a series of polychrome terracotta tiles able to tell the relationship between the city and agricultural productions through the technique of bas-relief. So the key is the relationship between the city and agricultural production. This is the use of lingo and ideas of sustainable development being used to promote paganism, even if it is by accident. Now, do I think Father Raimondo was worshipping Aurora? No, that would require him to believe in Aurora. But the thing is this. The devil delights in people straying from the faith. He doesn't require us to worship him as long as we're not worshipping the one true God anymore. That will accomplish his goals, really. Blessing and placing a pagan idol on parish property in the name of the false gospel of sustainability is one way of achieving that goal, for as we're seeing, this is about to, this is about giving honor to a false god in the name of diversity. You know, I honestly believe that the apostasy wouldn't be nearly as lame as this is turning out to be, but here we are. While the atheistic professors can use the concept of sustainable development as their shield for what they're doing, any priest involved in anything like this should honestly know better. I mean, sure, the ruling regime will probably tell us, oh, this is about ecology and how everything is connected. We must embrace integral ecology, and Mater Matuta is a symbol for that. Or some such nonsense. Does anyone else remember a time when the clergy needed to address some secular issue they always brought it back to the gospel, or to the sacred scriptures, or to the lives of the saints? Does anyone remember that? Because I do. Or at least I remember reading about that time in the church. I mean, to be sure, there are still good, traditionally-minded members of the clergy, who still have the Catholic faith and still address secular issues when relevant by bringing it back to the faith. For in so doing, they can most assuredly shine the light of truth onto any issues society is facing. But this priest can't claim ignorance of this because he knows and admits what he's doing. He knows what he's doing is bringing honor to a a pagan false deity. So then instead of addressing the issue of essentially the urban-rural divide, using the light of the gospel and the need to love our neighbor in such a way that doesn't impose poverty onto our neighbor, so that we can have greater comfort, which by the way is a more Catholic way of addressing the issue of sustainable development and the urban-rural divide than I've ever heard any of these maniacs say. Instead of doing that, he turns to the wisdom, if we can call it that, of the pagans. These are truly strange times we live in now. More bizarre is how the bishop was present at this atrocity as well. Yes, Bishop Guglielmo was present. He's actually the person leading the portion of the event that you see in the photograph. He's dressed more like a member of the regular clergy instead of as a prelate of the church. That must, of course, be another blow struck against the real devil of the modernists. That evil, evil clericalism that is really just a phantom lord of their imagination. But why did the priest and the bishop lead such a bizarre display in the name of essentially helping an academic illustration of the urban-rural divide be brought into life? Like I said, this pagan idolatry is the lamest thing I've ever seen, unless we understand it in the context of secular materialism. In this case careerism. The author of the piece at Mesa in Latino, which is where I found this story originally, asks the same question and answers it himself. He posits that it's because of careerism that this priest and bishop engaged in the ceremony. Essentially, he suggests that they did this to signal to Rome and Francis that they're playing ball with a new atmosphere of secularism and promotion of the UN's sustainable development goals, even in their small northern Italian diocese. The otherwise anonymous author's theory is backed up by something else by this, bi- by what this bishop did. Prior to this, Bishop Guglielmo had overseen the emptying of the local seminary at the behest of Rome, and he appeared to have done it gladly. So there you have it. Careerism may in fact be the motivating factor here, and in a way the worship of such a material deity is an even worse and lamer way of violating the First Commandment. To be clear, this weird sustainable development stuff wrapped in pagan imagery is a violation of the First Commandment. It is the placing of the created before the creator. In this case, we see this leading to turning towards ancient demonic false deities instead of to the creator for answers to a perceived social problem. This apostasy that we're seeing unfolding before our eyes is less dramatic than we'd expect from people in the hierarchy embracing a false gospel and worshiping false gods, but what else should we expect? The bishop and the priest involved should know better, but either they don't know better due to poor formation, or they just don't care. I'm not sure which is worse, to be honest. In closing, I'll use a quote from Chesterton to illustrate what these people aren't getting, that the faith has the answer to any social ill without the need to sell out the faith and embracing paganism. Quoting Chesterton, Christianity, which has been ludicrously accused of being gloomy and the enemy of life, has distinguished itself among the creeds of the world by its quite peculiar insistence on the fact that life is sacred, even when it is sad, that a man is sacred, even when he is oneself. End quote. We see the evidence for God in his handiwork and creation itself, and the relationship we have with God speaks of duties we have towards one another, and even creation. That should be enough to spur actual Catholic debate on how to best address any perceived social problem without embracing the values of the world. Instead, we get stuff like this. The honoring of demonic pagan idols on parish property. This isn't even the first time this has happened since the Synod, either. Please pray for the Church, and pray for this priest and bishop. It isn't too late for them. Thank you for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.